Horror, horror, horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's make our movie? I wonder what we'll be like then. Brains in jars, I'm gonna guess. We're a long way for God knows, son. Slowly Coming out of his mouth. Crawling out yeah, of his mouth, distraction his skin. Right. So he doesn't save them, the bridge goes down, people die, and he's like, oh well, job done. Clarence. Can yeah. we try to take two again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is maybe don't trust sentient hats to make life-changing decisions, <laughs> but... Thanks for your correspondence, Jacobs. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to gamble. John. Yeah, go for gamble. it. Roll the dice, mate. Hello and welcome to another yeah. fabulous episode. Episode 5. Episode 5. 20th of 100. <laughs> so, you know, quite a milestone. It is a big milestone. It is. Episode 5 of... Let's make a horror movie. There you go. See, normally Podcast. I introduce it. I thought, let's shake it up a bit. Why yeah, not? Yeah, to see how this works. So yeah, welcome to episode five of Let's Make a Horror Movie. This is the podcast where instead of critiquing movies, yep. which we do do, yeah, yeah. but Section like in a sort of lazy... like Throwing pop- shots out of the head. <laughs> yeah. We're not here to critique per se. We are here to contribute, I guess. And have fun. Yeah. Contribute, have fun, be silly. Yeah. Oh, we're very silly. Yeah. It's like the reverse of they live. Yeah. Contribute, have fun, be silly, instead of obey, <laughs> consume, and whatever. <laughs> so, John, look, loads has happened in the last two weeks. A lot has happened. I mean, there's... I've been Spain. That's yeah. not relevant to this in any way, but it, it has happened. It's a factual thing that's happened to me. <laughs> it's yeah. a factual thing that you have been to Spain. Yeah. In arguably the hottest week of Britain's history. Oh, it, it, yeah, I mean, I was pleased to leave. Pleased to leave Britain or pleased to leave Spain? Oh, no, please leave Britain. Oh, yeah. It's too hot. Who, who can blame you? Yeah. It's a bit of a shit show right now, let's be honest. <laughs> we were terrible people. Yeah, we're drowning in our own feces. Yeah. And blaming other people for it. Yeah. I think it's really... But then that, that, those feces have been rising for a while now. Yeah. And we thought, look, everyone's got like shit on their feet, but now it's all in our mouths. Yeah, now what we're doing is we're looking at everyone outside of the shit bath yeah. going, look, it's getting high in here, folks. Yeah. If you don't want this to spill over on you, yeah. you're going to have to clean us up. Yeah, now we're like, oh my god, you stink. Yeah. What are you doing? And we're going, uh, you need to clean us up? Yeah. Don't Germany, you? wipe yourself down. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, yeah. well, welcome back from Spain. Yeah. We shouldn't go into it too much, I it's guess. Not like, but it's not like on a podcast. It's not horror-y, but... Yeah. Um, that would be our, our, our there was podcast. There were some ideas being knocked around for how to protect your valuables on holiday, on the beach specifically, which seems, you know, look, yeah. we're also here to help. Oh, you definitely. Know, I like to think yeah. of us as a modern self-help. Yeah kind of podcast I mean, this podcast was almost called life hacks at one point yeah we're not going to go into the ideas but keeping valuables safe on holiday <laughs> needless to say my suggestion would just murder someone next to your stuff yep. and that will be a suitable distraction to it would throw it would throw any potential thief off their game i think so because as we know from the batman comics they are cowardly and superstitious lot <laughs> So yeah, so if you're on holiday this summer and you're like on the beach and you've got belongings and you think, oh my god, how are we going to keep these safe? Kill some folk. Kill some folk next to it. Total distraction. Or Flawless. Or, or life hack. Kill someone first. Take them to the beach with you. That way you can reuse them. Oh, I don't know how about reusing cadavers in heat. Oh, well, taking your Spain example <laughs> as a... I mean, that's not going to last long, surely. Yes. I've been there for a week, mate. 
And to be fair, the worse the body gets, the more safe your stuff I is. I feel like it might be a lot of flies. That's true, though. If, You're if, absolutely if, right if you, about that. The worse the body. If a fresh body, people yeah. go, oh, that's just a, that's just a sleeping man. <laughs> um, I'll happily steal his watch. <laughs> but, you know, if it's, if it's if, a little bit If people bit are good, mistaking him for a sleeping or him or her for a sleeping, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a, sexist. I'm sorry. For yeah, a sleeping man. You would obviously kill a woman. <laughs> fair enough. Like, my, my, my mistake. My mistake. I'll kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> None of you are special. It's <laughs> my fucking rule. Thumb, yeah. Thumbing in rule number yeah. two. None of you are special. Nobody is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your best tattoo. <laughs> yeah, and I have it across my face. Um, so it makes me very popular. Anyway, so look, yes, act one of the Let's Make a Horror Movie, which is this, yeah. uh, is indeed feedback on last week's um, story and episode in general. But yeah. I, I had a piece of news. Ooh. That I, well, it's not news. It's La Mam Pod Current Affairs. Okay. For those yeah. of you who don't know what La Mam Pod is, that's me trying to make it. Where, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been and why have you not figured out it's an acronym of Let's Make a Horror Movie yeah. Podcast? We're all over Twitter. Yeah, it's our Twitter handle. So anyway... This has been perturbing me for a good week, okay. and I desperately wanted to raise this with you every day, yeah. and I've waited till today, because I felt our listeners will want to know as well. There are three hosts of this, you, me, and you out there. <laughs> is it John with an N, or John with an H N? Because oh, okay, yes, this in- is, I, I was yeah. outraged, because I call you John, J-O-N. Yeah. People and- do. I don't want to get... Because, you know, ultimately we're pretty anonymous here. Yeah. Which allows me to talk fairly freely and I mean, say none of you are special and yeah. stuff like that. And with John, John and Dave aren't even our real names. John and Dave, yeah. David Wong. I forget. What's John's second name in that book? Do, do you even find out? I don't know. Dies at the end? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but here's the thing. So, you know, again, without wanting to give too much away, mm-hmm. your full name is Jonathan. Yes. Without an H. Without an H. So, so where's the H coming from? Because you're, I've noticed you're signing stuff off with an H, and I've got people going, is it John or John? It and is, I'm going, the guy's gone fucking mad. Oh, He's adding imagine. letters in. So it's, it's like me going, uh, yeah, my name's David, yeah. or Phil, for short. <laughs> All right, so it's always been John without a H, because that makes sense, because uh-huh. my name's Jonathan. But um, over recent years, as I've, as I've become, become older, more mature, more worldly, I've put a H. Do so you feel it. like the H, the H adds some sort of gravitas? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Okay, yeah. okay, good. It, it's many, many work thing that, that I people started to write emails to me with the H. With the H. Dicks. And thought, and, no, and that thought, feels like peer pressure. The thing is, though, if somebody's coming to me with a problem or whatever, and then I put my name... <laughs> this I, is in your role as an agony aunt. Yes, as an agony aunt, yeah. Yeah. And so like, but that's how we met, because yeah, yeah, we yeah. both do that. Yeah, I mean, you were, you are, you are. Yeah, no point yeah. There's some of the stuff I said earlier straight out of my Samaritans yeah. script. Yeah, mate, you are, you are rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I always find self-conscious. If, if I, somebody puts with a H to me, and I, and I respond without the H, it seems like I'm going to go and spit it right, dickhead. Yeah, but then so I just leave it. the reverse of that, though, is that you've, what if somebody called you like, I don't know, Jahan. shawarma? <laughs> yeah, you you went. I went. I, I went off piste with what was shawarma. Yeah. I mean, it's unlikely that somebody would I accidentally call you shawarma. But let's just like for sake of conversation. Well, hypothetically speaking, if they needed me, they can call me what they want. Yeah. So they'd be like, "Hey, shawarma, I need you to do this," and you'd be like, "Yeah, no problem." From yeah. shawarma, 
Exactly that. Yeah. That really it. It is. I I uh, I am that weak of character. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they they tell me what my name is. I go yes, 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 sir. Fine. Yes, sir. How is that spelled? H knowledge. Uh, okay, good. Well, that sort of clears it up without really clearing anything up. So, if so you your can, preference is H. Yeah. No, my preference. If you care about me, it's without a H. Oh. If you're indifferent, but you sign it with an H. I know. That's so. That's basically you don't care about yourself. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole can of worms. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's real episode fifty material. Yeah, yeah. Act four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Act four. John's breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> Psychoanalysis sessions. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Good. We've had an email from friend of the show. I'm going to call that friend of the show, J-Dubs. I'm calling him J-Dubs because uh, I think his name is also John and so is yours. And it's kind of for the both of us. Previous episodes have proven how confusing that can yeah. get. So anyway, for anyone that didn't listen to episode four, uh, but is listening to this, shame on you, first of all. <laughs> get the fuck out of it, basically. Yeah, we accept cash-based apologies, wire transfers, you know, the usual, or like um, gemstones, yeah. valuable minerals. Yeah. Um, I mean, at this point, I mean, people. <laughs> what <you>, people? <laughs> slaves is what you're saying, yeah. is it? Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, John, mate, I work hey, out. if you got any of them, then John will accept slaves. So. Yeah. Well, no, it's slave. Oh, I'm just not, the one? I'm not made of money, mate. I don't feed them. I think the point of slaves is that they're free. You no, know, you have to Still, feed and clothe them. Oh, that's. You don't have to. So, yeah, so John uh, J Dubs. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, I'm fucked doing, it already. Fucked it already. I'm just sitting here. So J Dubs wrote in regarding episode four's Sony Bean origin myth. Yep, that I, was I awesome. guess. Yeah. My, my favourite one of all the episodes so Oh far. dear. You're too kind. Anyway, so he has a, a nice structure when it comes to feedback. He likes to change our movie titles, which we encourage people to do, you know, yep. like email us in, tweet us, whatever. Tell has, us. Has he gone for Noun and a Place again? Noun and a Place. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Nukalavi's Island Holiday. <laughs> I love uh, that. Again, so just again, if you've missed episode four, Nukalavi is a Scottish water demon. Yeah. Um, there you go. So a couple of questions. Why does a water demon want a fire and an area on land in which it's not raining? Ooh, I mean, interesting question. talking about trying to trip me up. Yeah, uh, like a fucking yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no, so, like, I don't know, whatever you want, you have to come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You write it. <laughs> No, mate, it's a, it's a good attitude to have for a podcast which does rely on feedback. <laughs> great. Yeah, we encourage feedback. Yeah, yeah. When it comes in, really. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, buddy. Who <laughs> you think you are? Anyway, so I don't know. <laughs> it comes on land. I don't know. Once every five years. I'm literally pulling this out of my arse yeah. as I'm reading it. Uh, once every five years to uh, get a new soul. No. To uh, we can make up our own mythology at this Do point. Ultimately, you know. <laughs> This is a water demon that comes from like a couple of guys on the Orkney Islands mm. about about five hundred years ago. Yeah. Also, the actual fire would would actually lead people to it. Yeah, you nailed it. Like it's not for the Nukalavi. Yeah, it's for the bait. It's, it's the bait for the trap. Yeah. So, J Dobbs, if you're listening, think it through, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the you know he's provided. A comfortable area because you're in the middle of the night on an island that's pouring and it's raining, it's cold and it's horrible, and mm. there's a warm, dry area. Yeah. But humans are going to be attracted to that. Yeah. Why does a water demon have command over heat and flame type powers? 
I'm going to skip that one, J-Dubs. I think <laughs> we don't. I mean, again, two guys 500 years ago, Orkney, made this up, basically. I mean, yeah. if, if I may be so bold as to suggest that they might have made it up. So the mythology is kind of open for, for us to, to mess around with. So here's the thing is that we you don't see the fire. You just it, it's lit by firelight. Yeah. That's part of the idea of just trying to unnerve the audience and create a sense of discord. Not only do we not find out in the movie why he's going to have command over heat and flame, yeah, but it doesn't matter, mm. and we could just argue that it happens. And these could all be things for the for the sequel. Yes. Could we delve into the whole Nuklavi and its Although um, I did kill them all at the end, didn't I? Yeah, but not death from Nuklavi itself. That's true, actually. Yeah, that, I left Nuklavi to uh, travel around Rome another day. Yeah, to knuckle another Lavi. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I'm Team Dave," and then, but then he says, "John nailed it." So he says the glowing eyes <laughs> the glowing eyes are better, especially given how cool it would look under the waves. Thanks, John. <laughs> he says he missed the relevance of the eyes on the stump, if I'm honest. So the eyes on the stump was yeah, I mean <laughs> You just liked it. I kinda just liked it. You like eyes on stumps. It was <laughs> you, you you're a real stump guy. I mean it was a minor thing, but like the eye you know, so uh, at the by the end of the opening scene, his eyes have got kind of glowing reds. Yeah. Or you I mean, again, they could have become glowing red stuff and yeah. as such, maybe he doesn't have his natural eyes anymore. Maybe the eyes on the stump were the eyes of the previous person that the That's how I took it. Yeah. He also likes the fact that we were suge- or you were suggesting that Maggie Smith should play all the parts like a sort of Scottish horror nutty professor. That, I think that would make a great pitch a fantastic one. Did you know, talking of that, I saw something the other day which I had no idea about, which was that Gary Oldman did a film where he played a dwarf. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. And he's full on, full like, on dwarf. well, he's... Sure. Clearly, just shuffling around on his knees. Really? Yeah. Wow. And like, I was, I was what like, what the life. fuck is that? And when did he sign on for that? Did he not think like? <laughs> I'll start again, uh, just in case. And <laughs> you know what I would. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else did Dre Dubs say? So Dre Dubs also said he felt we needed the unnatural element to the home invasion scene, otherwise it felt like we dropped the supernatural. So he, he actually liked the compromise. If you remember, we compromised yes. on a on a on a shout on that, which is again, yeah, you know, drawing fantastic. right into the heart of our. Uh... It's the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. Yeah. Oh no. So here's the cool bit, right? So Dre Dubs, legend, has said, "How about when the lone traveler leaves Edinburgh?" Yeah. Do you remember? Because you remember, I had the scene where it was kind of like montage oh, of, yes. of somebody traveling, and it was yeah. it was to kind of give a context of Scotland, and yeah. then you see them get Just, killed by the yeah. Bean Clan. So it's rolling hills, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then the the introduction of the clan, and, yeah. and you know where we're at now with Sony Bean kind of thing. Mm. He was he was trying to do a fair amount of heavy lifting yeah. in that sense. So he says, "How about when the lone traveler leaves Edinburgh? You could have this as the priest setting mm. off with a companion." I like that. And he's heading up to the signs of trouble, as discussed in the town, crops wilting, disappearances, etc., perhaps with some unexplained understanding of the issue. Both are set upon by the beans, but the priest survives. This confirms his resolve that the mission is required, and he seeks out allies in the local village to bring an end to the troubles. The priest vouches for Annie and supports her inclusion in the investigations. Uh, and he says he, he says he can be a solid supporting protagonist. He likely yeah. needs previous experience with the monster or some other motivation, like redemption for a life of inaction or something. Yeah. Otherwise, he'll be a, be a bit of a linear character. 
I think that's a great shout, actually. Yeah, I, think, I like that. I think not previous experience with the monster, per se, just because that cuts away some of the yeah. surprise or shock value, I guess. But yeah. it could be a reformed character yeah. or a reforming character. Oh, he's just seen some shit. I mean, he's he's living on a sort of, like, on, like, natural hinterlands of the religious sort of movement. So he's he's seen it come up against the sort of, like, the, the natural wilds, far from the cities and the like. So maybe he's maybe he's not he's not seen these particular supernatural goings on, but he's seen. He could have seen something. He's seen. He, he's seen oh yeah, shit. he's maybe dealt with you know more more religious elements of yeah. uh, supernatural, which is why by the time we get to the, towards the end of Act Three, you know yeah. he fucking drops his religious stuff yeah. because he's like where where he's you already know, a little bit rocked by it. Yeah, we're we're through the looking glass. Yeah, yeah. Kind of I thing. like that. That's uh, very cool. Mm. Fair play. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all the meaty stuff. To read out feedback wise, any any your side? I suppose you've been on, really, you've been in Spain. Much. Did you get any Espanol feedback? Not really. No, they're quite mm. a um, tight lipped people <laughs> <laughs> when, it, when it comes to like horror podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when I mean, it comes I, to British horror podcasts yeah, in I mean, English, I asked a lot of um, how rude, how very I, it, fucking it, it, rude. Well, I mean, it made many many like lunches awkward. Yeah, I bet. And I'd ask the wait staff and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah. Like, they like looked at me with just they didn't know what I'm talking about. I mean, obviously they were they were they were feigning ignorance, but the fact that they weren't engaged, they probably felt shy. They didn't want to. Stop, they didn't want yeah, starstruck. Yeah. Yeah, they felt a little bit like I can't believe this is happening. Mm. I mean, fair enough. I can, I can understand that man of my stature. Nice. That makes perfect sense. It seems yeah. like a wonderful time to uh, draw that <laughs> one to a close. Yeah. What was I saying? Act two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, look, there's a bunch of quick. I, I, I don't want to get too bogged down in in, in any one thing. Yeah, we've, uh, we've had quite a long section one. Yeah, I'll cut a lot of that out. <laughs> let's be honest. Come and do it again. There's a whole section on a film that Gary Oldman did where he was playing somebody that arguably he shouldn't have. Done. He probably shouldn't have done. No, that I only just found out about. <laughs> it's called Tiptoes. <laughs> it was made in 2003. Fuck. Which is, I'm hell. sorry, but it's unforgivable. That and I don't terrible. care if you've got Gary Oldman. He is an incredible actor. He's he could. Brilliant. I'm sure he's a very good. Oh, I mean. Uh, well, so now here, let me read because I don't want to. I am not going to use my own terminology. I'm just going to yeah. read what it says. It says yeah. uh, A man, Matthew McConaughey, is reluctant to tell his fiancee, Kate Beckinsale. That his parents, uncle and brother, Gary Oldman, are dwarves. He pays all three roles. <laughs> I don't it's think he died. Lumps, no. <laughs> anyway, so if anyone wants to see that movie, I mean, I genuinely was shocked. Yeah. That is one of my horror highlights for the, I, for the last fortnight, which I found out about this film. I'm just genuinely what the fuck you know over what, and over though? and over again. In defense of the movie, and this is very slight defense. If I was in a situation where I had a load of tall actors and like oh shit one of them's got to go to play somebody who's sort of of a different size who are we going to get to play it I'm like well look Gowman's the best we've got if, if anybody can put it off it's that man yeah. not saying he should play it and I'd be like are you sure that there's no one else of a different stature but you know yeah. any port in the storm look no one's disputing the quality of Gary Oldman it also has Patricia Arquette and Kate Beckinsale they're both good actresses, yeah. actors. Tall uh, as well. It doesn't say whether they're playing, um, or who they're who they're so, playing. I mean, again, Kate, I, 
Kate Beckinsale's decent. I couldn't see her as a dwarf. So, yeah, that was uh, that's one of my horror highlights for the week is discovering that, is that the film Tiptoes exists and that Gary Oldman's in it. I, I just feel like what fascinates me about that is the thought process that must have gone through yeah. Gary Oldman's mind yeah. back when his agent will have been yeah. like, hey, so we've got this movie, and this is early 2000s, yeah. let's not forget, it's not, this is not yeah. back in the 70s or something when he was like a struggling, you yeah. know, perhaps more <laughs> jobbing work, and he's yeah. like, yeah, I'll do it. No, this is 2003, probably 2002, yeah. phone goes, hey, his agent, uh, let's call him Wallace. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah Wallace. Yeah. So he's like, uh, hey, Wallace. Yeah. And Wallace is like, yeah. So I've got this movie. Hey, Gaz. <laughs> hey, Gaz, yeah. Olders. <laughs> I, I don't know. Governor. Probably Governor. Yeah. Oh, yeah Gov. Gov. Are we thinking Wallace? Oh, oh, oh Gary. Oh, <laughs> Gov. So, yeah, it's Wallace. So, like, um, got his film. It's great. It's uh, it's Kate Beckinsale. You, you like it. You, you can be Gary. Oh, she's you can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm you like Kate obviously. Be- yeah. yeah, you like Kate Beckinsale. I'm sure. Oh yeah, she's she's great. Yeah, no, it's called Patricia Arquette, mate. Yeah, sounded good. Sounded oh, good. Amazing so, so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called uh, it's called Tiptoes. I mean, the thing is, what I found with my earlier movies, I know, and I loved them all. Obviously, I felt I've not really, really stretched myself. I played a lot of similar kind of roles. You're going to love this one, mate. Go on. Gaz, you're going to love it. Well, here's the thing, right? So, you know how normally in a film, yeah. you're walking about and stuff? Always walking. Just walking about with your feet. If anything, I'd like a little bit less walking. Yeah. Well, you're going to love this, mate, because um, we're putting your knees to work. That's oh. so all I'm saying. It's time for the knees <laughs> to shine. The, your yeah. knees are going to be the great unsung heroes of the 2003 Oscars, mate. Wow. Yeah. This so film is called Tip, Tippy Toes. 2003. Like it already. Yeah, it definitely won't go straight to DVD because it's a fucking disaster. But you're going to play a dwarf. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, thought you'd like it. Thought you'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. What I like with that is that... And he's like, yeah, yeah, a dwarf. Uh-huh. I don't know what's more distressing. The idea that he would have gone method mm. and shuffled all day or the fact that every time he went cut, he stood up and broke it for everybody. Yeah. Or, that, yeah, I'd love to have seen him go Day Lewis on it. Yeah, literally just going to. I mean, <laughs> knocking shit over. It's a miracle he could still walk for things like yeah. you know Dark Knight. Or Do you know what? I've, he doesn't walk much in that film. Though. Yeah, a lot of does he have a cane in one of them? Maybe yeah. he needed that. You're thinking of Michael Caine. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't even. And he needed. That. He needed Michael Caine because yeah, he hurt his knees. He needed Caine. I mean, does that even work? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't work. Nothing about that. It's good. Um, <laughs> right. So yeah. So horror highlight one. Um, Tiptoes. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you you watched stuff this in the interview? Well, I've been watching things. Yeah. You got anything? Um, time. Anything you want to scream about? I finished reading The Hunger, which I book that I alluded yep. to last time without mentioning its name or author. It's by Al Makatsu. In the similar sort of vein to the, to the terror, which I'm on record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, um, historical, so historical terror uh, stuff. The, the only thing I'd find with it, and it's not a spoiler because we all know what happened to the Donna Pie, it gets a bit grim. Mm-hmm. Whereas the terror tells you in detail about an awful long stretch of history, like a few months, but it gives you each each turn each each turn of the of the sort of crank when it gets grimmer, it shows you that scene. So when they first go to like cannibalism, when they leave the boat, mm. it shows you every little thing. What this book does to my frustration is that it will kind of cut away from something, come two months later, and some character will kind of go, 
oh, it's got a grim ear, you know. Yeah, no. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I want to see somebody eat a kid or whatever, but <laughs> or read about it. Yeah, but you've you built these characters. Unless, up. or is it a, is it a picture book? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking colour it in there. Yeah. Right, fact. The annoying thing was that it kept doing that. Like I went well, so like last week, and my yeah. story was about cannibalism essentially, course, but I yeah. didn't go into any detail because yeah. like I didn't feel like I needed to yeah. because the proof would be in the pudding. Exactly. Like I'm not going <laughs> to sit and describe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sit and describe, yeah. you know, the whole film in detail because it's just it'd be ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's long enough as it is. See, so why? It, if I'd read it before, I'd read. But in the, a book, my, my point was going to be: yeah. if, if I'm writing an actual book or making You've the actual film, I'm going to yeah. show or tell the fucking stuff. I'm not just yeah. going to be like, oh, yeah, remember, yeah. remember when that happened? That Don't wasn't... worry about saving paper. Is the point yeah. I'm trying to make to people? Yeah. Um, because it was unfulfilling, but it was a good read. I'd recommend it. It's, I'd give a good like seven out of ten. Mm. Like, it's, it's good. I watched a short on Shudder. Um, oh yeah, a, a Mexican film, which, streaming horror service. Yeah, which everybody should get because it is it is great. Um, hang on, let me just get the name of it. It's called El Gigante. Mm. Um, very very good. It's upsetting. It's not a fun movie. It's I can't really give a really really much of a synopsis because without spoiling it, because it's only like ten minutes long. But basically, he's a guy trying to get across the border. He sends his family on ahead, and then he gets taken by a group, uh. a family. And it's incredibly upsetting to watch and incredibly violent. Got a bit of a grindhouse feel to it. I recommend if you've got a strong stomach. It's it's got a fair bit of anger to it as well, so I liked. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I didn't watch any horror this week, which is again heresy, but I yeah. just I didn't have the time. Yeah. Fryfest is coming up. Are we gonna do another one? I don't know if we're gonna do Oh no, we probably are gonna we'll do another one, one of before. these before Fryfest, yes. which horrifically I can't attend this. A huge admin error. <laughs> I was on the street. I, was, I think I was just like walking along the street. I can't remember. I think I was walking along the street and I just suddenly had this thought yeah. where I realised that a trip that I'm taking clashes directly with basically my Christmas. Yeah. You know, horror Christmas. It's horror Christmas. It's horror Christmas. Yeah. There's no other way of putting it. Yeah, it's the best. So it's sacrilege to miss yeah. it. And I... I've done a lot of mental gymnastics <laughs> yeah. trying to get to a way that I can make it even just for a day and I can't and it's it's sick. So <laughs> it's sick as fuck. But look, we can talk about that more in next episode because yeah. uh, I be, guess it, it'll be closer and the pain will be more real. Oh God. I don't even want, I don't even want to think about it. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's horrible. I will have a little bit of feedback after the after the festival. We've seen a couple of choice films. I've yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can also seen about. one with Jason Mewes in it, which I'm not excited about, and I will be talking about that as well. Great. The only things I like more than things I like are the things I hate. So I will be talking about that quite a lot. That's a that's a nice turn of phrase. What else have we got on the? Oh yeah, so Laman Pod. Yeah, contributed some money to some Kickstarter horror movie projects because we felt collectively like it's difficult to call ourselves let's make a horror movie <laughs> and then when someone's like hey I'm making a horror movie yeah. do you want to help we'd be like no so <laughs> yes. sort of took the opposite approach and went yes <laughs> so we are now uh, supporting I think one of them's closed but one that's open is for We Are Many yeah. Lovecraft Gothic Horror Feature-length horror featuring stars from Hellraiser, The Exorcist, and Human Centipede. And I like two of those. <laughs> so do I. Most people who most people who don't like horror would see no difference between the Hellraiser or anything else and Human Centipede. So maybe it's a little bit um, pretentious of me to even think that there is a difference. 
Because some people would say that it's all the same. It's all just blood and violence and horrificness. Some people would. Yeah, but then, you know, if you take anything, if you look at anything with a broad enough lens, yeah. then it's all the fucking same. Yeah. That's so, a fair point. Know. That's a good point. I should say that next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's like somebody could go, well, what's the difference between the Bible and Mein Kampf? It's all words. <laughs> it's all words in a book, isn't it? It's like, well, yeah, it is all words in a book, <laughs> but what the words over. say and what they do and what they mean is like very fucking different. I do think in, in the early chapters of both books, there is definitely some similarities. <laughs> so anyway, back to, uh, <laughs> so we so we are back in for We Are Many. Uh, this guy that we're back in is from Edinburgh. Ooh. Didn't see that when I backed him, but it, loving it even more now. They do keep it quiet. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. So, I didn't know yeah. that one said that. The other one we're back in is Walking Against the Rain, which cool. I think is closed now. So uh, that'll be exciting to see yeah. the, how that Very exciting. comes out. <laughs> uh, let me just give you a quick... It's an end-of-the-world horror creature feature with Ooh. jaw-dropping practical effects created by BAFTA-nominated artist. Nice. Uh, so, you know, keep your eyes peeled for those. Whose and... previous work, Tiptoes, um, got much, <laughs> <laughs> much accolade. Tippy toes. <laughs> any other, any other cultural horror highlights for Act um, 2? Not really. I mean, I mean, I vaguely horry. I'm going to Bloodstock next weekend. Rotten is... Christ there? Rotten Christ is there. Wow. I'm very excited. What about, what about, hold on. <laughs> Anu Anul Nakraf was it? No, um, Anul Nakraf. <laughs> somebody's made a, made a point that I. It's funny that I say it differently every time, uh. and I'm genuinely trying my best. <laughs> so they're not going to be there. Credit for going to be there. My personal favourites, as will Sabaton and a few other great bands. Tickets still available. I was also going to say that we are now fully fledged on Twitter and Instagram yeah. with at Lamam Pod L M A H M. Pod, yes, yes. Come join the revolution. Yeah, come and tweet at us. We both keep an eye on it. Also, Instagram. Oh, fuck, I can't. I don't know what is it. Uh, an app oh, or a hashtag? Oh god, no idea, mate. So it's Instagram. <laughs> Let's make up. <Slick>. <laughs> Honestly, it took me like ten, maybe not ten, but five yeah. full minutes to find our Instagram page yeah. on a desktop computer. Yeah. I just, I couldn't figure out, I had my phone in my hand, and so I had all the info yeah. I needed, I just couldn't figure out yeah. how, so that gives you a bit of an insight yeah. into uh, my sort of, not Luddite, but yeah. we, we, some technology I'm all over, Yeah, no, some technology yeah. like this I'm just like... Oh yeah, uh, like, like VR and stuff, you, you, you're fine with it, but you know, <laughs> Twitter throws you for a loop. Can't understand it. It's for the young folks, isn't it? It is for the young folks. I'm all, I'm, a, I'm an old funny daddy. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So welcome to Act Three. John and I have had a dinner break yeah, and can't remember the names of quite famous people who, who we like, who we like and listen to. Yeah. So I mean, that's um, a damn so, yeah, of that's ourselves. weird. And I don't think it was the dinner that we just had. I don't no. know. Obviously, something's going wrong. I think it's wrong. age. I think it's poor diet. Oh man, really? Because I, I was going to go with parasite. I was going to go with infection. I mean, because that kind of excuses us. A bit. I would love to blame myself on a parasite, mm. but I just don't feel that there's one that would cover it. Yeah, like, but like a new one, a one that someone hasn't discovered. I mean, I mean, I think if I had to suggest, look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a fat, tedious weirdo because I've got a parasite. I think she'd see through that. I think she'd be like, nah, you ain't, mate. Nah, you ain't, mate. You need to sell that better. <laughs> also, in fairness, at this point in, in, yeah. the, in the marriage, 
I think she's well within her rights to, yeah. to push back on any excuse. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's more yeah. it's more for people who have no context yet. Yeah, for people like, who Oh no, I've got I like mean... I got bitten by a Buclacus bug. <laughs> yeah. um, That's why I've been talking about Charles Manson for an hour. Because yeah. uh, fucking the blue clackers. Blue, blue clackers. Yes, uh, acting up again. Oh, got it. Yeah, because it gives you swinoria. Yep. And if you get that, then oh, it's fucking shit it's show. all over the shop. The amount of, amount of parties that that, that little parasite ruined. <laughs> or it made a lot better if you're all yeah. If you all got swinoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or sw- oh. Is it swinoria? Swinoria. I'm never sure how to pronounce it's it. It's quite a regional thing. Is I've it? always said swinoria. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. then I mean, I, I would never correct somebody. No. Not unless my swinoria was acting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In which case I would. Yeah. It's one of those words that I think I was always just saying wrong until I, until I heard it's it on TV. It's one of those words which you read so often <laughs> yeah. and you don't often say it. <laughs> like the names in the Lord of Rings books before the movies. I had no idea how to pronounce any of them. Oh, yeah? yeah? Not even Bilbo. Did the, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you were like a... Uh, fucking gibberish, mate. Ba-ba-ba? I just threw the book across the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Act 3, John... Last fortnight was me. You pointed out last fortnight that I'm evens. Yep. And, and you're odds. odds. Yep. And we're an odd episode. Episode yeah. number five, milestone number one. Yeah. Ar- arbitrary milestone number yeah. one. Slight caveat, this is the one that was based a little bit on a dream. It's also not strictly speaking horror in the traditional sense. I've tried to sort of shake up each week. Each yeah. one of my weeks. Yeah. So I'm trying to do different things each time. This one's a bit of an odd one. Um, not entirely sure how well it works. Uh, but fuck it. Yeah. Basically. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll judge you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if worst case, if it gets cut, we'll just... Um, oh, yeah, the whole thing will get cut. Yeah, yeah. we'll have an act three. The working title is Triceratops. Mm. Mm. It's not a Triceratops, in it? That is a misleading title. Oh, I thought, we were, going, I thought we were going dino horror, yeah. and, I, and I don't mean that awful last Jurassic Park film. Yeah. Like the one yeah. without dinosaurs. <laughs> All right, we open on a family enjoying a holiday in Britain. I don't know how we're going to establish that, but it's just a general British holiday. Yeah, yeah. They're just, they're just playing on, on a... <coughs> Britain a, a now paper. or Britain once it's broken up? Um, <laughs> Britain now before, you know, it gets bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, right now the storm clouds are there. Yeah, yeah. they're gathering. Um, they are um, a couple, just a uh, man and man and woman, two children, a boy who's a toddler, his favourite toy is a plastic dinosaur, a triceratops, and a girl of her early teens, 12, 13, give or take. They are playing on the climbing frame as the parents watch, they're all happy to enjoy themselves. There's a few of the families knocking around, having a, it's, it's a quiet day, so it's not, it's not, it's not heaving. Uh, but it's a quiet day. I don't know if I can put some sauce on that, but <laughs> it is. Um, then the sky darkens, becomes overcast. A group of fully masked figures enter the park wearing like, red cloaks. A small group of them rush to parents and violently slam into them as a pair of figures peel off from the group and grab the, the small boy, the actual toddler. The girl screams, the teenager, and gets punched in a square in the face and falls to the, to the, to the wood chip floor. The family fight back, scream for help, but the park is now completely empty. No one else there. In the struggle, one of the figures pulls out a, kind of like a small hatchet and sort of in the sort of like melee, chops off the father's hand. Yeah. And then take the toddler, leave the family um, bruised and hurt alone in an now empty park. That's your setup. That's just that's just that's just the end of the opening that's scene. That's it. That's it. And then credits roll. Triceratops. Nasty. Fucking hits on. Yeah. Too. What are they cutting the hand off with? Um, it's like a small hatchety sword. Oh, you did say, yeah. yeah. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a sharp hatchet, mate. No rusty door hatchets here. <laughs> 20 years pass. Uh, oh, the world is a harsher place. How are we, how are we conveying that? 
Um, just, but, just your classic dates. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, just yeah. 20 years later. 20 years later. Yeah, just Love keeping it. it simple, mate. Love it. Go to classics. Yeah. So the world is a harsher place. Not too extreme, but food is harder to come by, poverty is more common, and technology is advanced out of the reach for many people. Um, which is, I think is already starting to happen slightly now anyway. Yeah. Because we're all still using very similar things, but there is obviously a lot better things available, but out of, out of that kind of reach for most people. Yeah. Um, and you're going to see that hit more and more. The mother and daughter live in Germany. Where the daughter's now now married to her wife, they have they have a grandchild. The mum has a grandchild, they, they're, and they're just working, working, living sort of family. The mum looks after the kids. The daughter and the wife work, normal sort of family. They've gone to better climate to Europe, but still, it's it's hard everywhere. A world teetering is the point of this. My idea was essentially, if you look at where like Mad Max is. But knock off fifty years off it, so it's right near. It's near that point. And a a little there. less hot, I guess. A lot less hot. Yeah. And there's you know there's, a little less sandy. And there's no anti-Semites front and centre. Well, it probably would be. Um, so yeah, and and, and a father who, who's now estranged from the family works in the, in the UK. Works in a uh, in a warehouse. So he stayed. Yeah, but so he, he stays. Sorry, just yeah. No, no, it's no Friday no, night, and um, and to be fair, this is. This is a weird pitch because uh, a lot of it is from the, the opening was the dream essentially it was very much the dream right okay. and then I've sort of expanded upon that because yeah. uh, it was like a nightmarish sort of thing and it's re- um, yeah it's required yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so expanded upon concept. it because it was requ- a, requ- a requirement yeah. of the because uh... I because I could have had to do this <laughs> very much <laughs> under duress uh, um, all right so so the dad stayed in Britain yeah. And as twenty years later, and the mum with the daughter, yeah, who do you said married and has kids of her own now, yes, and yeah. so they're all in somewhere in Germany, yeah. somewhere nice, maybe the Romantische Strasse somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, they're working. I mean, it's still kind of heavily like um, it's a proper like proper if you're in the city, city. But there's okay. a bit more opportunity. So. Their lives aren't too bad, even though the world's in a harsher place. They're very much like still middle class. Are we feeling like uh, like a Berlin, or are we more yeah, pushing say, more yeah, at a hamburger? Ber- I'd say yeah, Berlin, Frankfurt, that kind of thing. Oh well, so, I mean that's pick, pick one. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, whatever works. <laughs> whatever best you on, want on camera, um, whatever's whatever. Photographs what was what was that ever said to J Dubs? Whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, we can call this one violence in Strasbourg. <laughs> so the father is a warehouse worker in the UK, struggling to get shifts due to a basic prosthetic making him less able. Because obviously it's gig economy, but it's got even worse. Yeah. So and also as I say he is he's without a hand, and it's obviously quite a low point. In movies, you'd show him with a beard. Maybe introduce him having oh. a shot. Because that tends to show bad situations. You think, oh, God, he was clean shaven. Now he's got a beard. Fuck, what's happened to him? Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Does he have a nickname relating to the single hand? or <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> I yeah, I mean, we'll come back to it. Yeah. Any, any, any listeners, you got any, any charming nicknames of person with anyone? Yeah, and the email, email address is let's make a horror movie at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> One day he's approached by a shifty stranger. He tells him that soon his son will come back, he will return into his life. <laughs> um, I've envisioned this role 
played by <laughs> Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought I needed somebody short. <laughs> who do we know? Who do we know? I can't even get it out, dude. That fucking film. What was he thinking? Oh, like even if he didn't know when he got to set, and it's like they're like, no, here, here are your special niches. Yeah. <laughs> go to the trailer. Go to makeup and costume. You'd have been like, you'd have been like, oh, have you seen Willow? <laughs> like people that size exist without me having to knock about on my knees pretending to. Yeah. Oh, anyway, oh, right. <laughs> Give me two seconds, because of course I want to do your story justice, but. I'm really having a hard time not laughing about stuff. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, I don't remember what's setting me off now. Oh, fuck. Okay. <sighs> right. Okay, hang on. So, so Solo is uh, still in... <laughs> God, I don't know if that's... Uh, you can't... Oh, I mean, okay. Solo's not offensive. He's just he's by himself. It's yeah. not necessarily... <laughs> It's not necessarily yeah. about okay. it. You call him Solo. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's the obvious name. <laughs> I mean, that's why Han Solo's called that, because he, he's a divorcee. Yeah, because he was left in Britain. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, right, okay. I'm, um, I'm now I'm recovered. <laughs> okay. I'm calm. One day he's approached by a shifty stranger who tells him that soon his son will return. I'm thinking for this role, Mackenzie Crook. <laughs> that's cool he's good a, he's, I thought Shifty and British yeah done I also <laughs> like him as well yeah he's great at first the father dismisses the stranger until they are attacked by a group of masked men in the same kind of red cloaked outfits from the opening scene they're attacked they managed to fight them off and, and, and escape so the dad, the dad is attacked yes. is he on his own or? no he was with the Shifty stranger the, um, oh so they're both attacked yes yes yeah. so, uh-huh. so, so maybe like a bar or something he goes like look, right. look mate I think it's not over. Your son's coming back. Mm. And then at that point, people come into the thing. Again, face them sort of thing. The bar empties. They get attacked. Mm. And they're like, fuck. And then they just run. Because they're not really up for fighting. I mean, you've got, sort of like, crookies looking a bit scruffy, a little bit... Yeah. A bit shit. I mean, no, no, nobody's going, uh, oh, look. There's a whole group of people running at me to attack me. Yeah. All right, um, let's sort this out. Yeah, I better... Sort these fuckers out. I was, wasn't planning on it, yeah. but I'm prepared. <laughs> Crooks on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> I'm straight in. So the, so the guy basically talks to, um, explains what's happened to the, to the dad and says, look, the same thing happened to me. Same attacked my family and tried to take my child quite a few years ago. Um, but in, in the fight, my son was killed um, in the ensuing fight. And he kind of tells him that there's basically this kind of large organization who've been doing this for the last sort of like decade or so. Well, like two decades. Taking young, young male children. And says, look, it's as far as I know, there's, there's, there's cells all over the place, but I think predominantly they're based in like Eastern Europe or like Russia. So he's saying, like, look, we've got to get over there because you just your son's there. You can find him. And the guy's like, oh, fuck, I, okay, I'll try my best and try and get himself back, get the old fire back as being a dad. Like, oh, shit, family's all fucked off. I thought my kid was dead. I've got to try and, you know, shave the beard off. Mm. You know, yeah, him. visual cue. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wash so- his prosthetic. <laughs> prosthetic hand or does he have maybe a, a hook claw no I'm thinking like a real can opener it's going to be probably to our eyes a quite a fancy one but by at the time it's mm. famous like, a, like, like the NHS job sort of thing yeah so it's it, I say it's, 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 it's going to be holding him back when it shouldn't yeah Are we, and we're set 20 years from modern day um, yeah so, so this yeah, is yeah. now 20 years in the future yeah so um, so yeah he leaves him basically saying look we've, we've got to get over to sort of to Russia essentially 
so he then calls the mother and daughter, who he's not spoken to for quite some time. We're not given sure exactly how long, but significant amount of time. He's, he's estranged from them completely. He knows they've got a kid, but doesn't really know the kid or anything else. He explains to them what's happened. So like, look, I've been attacked. This guy's told me that our son's still alive. Little, little Timmy's out there, basically. Or Timmy or whatever. <laughs> or Tim. Or Tim. Because yeah, you like little Timmy keep, keep or, or I don't know, Timmy, yeah, whatever. Timmy, Tim, Timothy. <laughs> Timomo. Yeah, T-unit. <laughs> and anything you'd call a kid. Um, at first, they, they don't believe him. They dismiss him. They're like, look, you fucking get yourself straight. Do you know what I mean? You've got to get, I don't know how you're going to do it, but get your life in order. You know, we can't have you in a life like this. You're, you, you're, you're oh, to the right. dad, yeah. To the dad, yeah. yeah. And then after that, they get attacked. They get attacked in their home in Shit. Strasbourg, France, um, or Berlin, Germany, or any or any of the cities. Wherever you want. Yeah, wherever you want. Yeah, you you, you pick. Um, and I had a mum who's been preparing for an attack such as this since the attack on the family twenty years ago. She can look after herself. So when so when the attack happens, when they charge into the house, same masked men, same red cloaks. She fights them off with a certain amount of. She's not like. Fucking spinning around badass matrix, yeah. but she knows what she's doing. She's she's got stuff around the house. It's not it's, it's not like home alone, but she's she knows what she's doing. So she's been looking after the kid phages, so she's quite a protective yeah. uh, mother. So she actually fends them off and with the help of the daughter and her daughter in law, they all manage to fight off the attackers. Maybe maybe they kill a couple of them, I'm not sure. Depends depends how much you want to sort of show this. Wait, point. daughter and daughter in law. Yeah. So Gay, gay couple. Yes. Gay right, couple, gotcha. Yeah. Did you say that already? Or yes, was... yeah. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. must have zoned out. No, it's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, if there's anything else you're not sure of, flag it. <laughs> so... oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I didn't zone out, but I, you know what I mean? That sounded so bad. <laughs> so the actual daughter-in-law takes the child to safety. Because at, at, at this point, the stuff that, the, that the actual dad said begins to like, resonate. It's like, hang on a minute. He said that this organisation is an organisation. It's not just a group of mental cases in Nick, their son. It is actually a group. It's actually right. an organised yeah. group who's still around. So the daughter-in-law is convinced to take the kid. Um, she takes them to her family, leaving the mum and daughter to reunite with the father and the shifty stranger to basically fight the organisation and find the missing son. So, so at, at this point, I think it's would be better if the stranger fills in his story at this point to the whole family about his son was killed, maybe a bit of a violent flashback. Um, maybe his wife was injured in the attack as well and she doesn't talk to him. Basically, they fucked up his life even worse than they fucked up. So we're getting his motivation at this point. Exactly, yeah. And also, like, also there's a certain amount of maybe he's trying to, like, live through them a little bit, trying to right the wrongs of that's happening. Yeah, to him. yeah, yeah. Um, and he's saying, like, look, he spent many years collating evidence for these, for these people and how they've been stealing young boys for quite a while. And he says, look, he, he believes that they're based in the, in the newly expanded Russian Federation. It's like the rebirth of the Soviet Union. Nice. And they're based out, out there. Because, you know, that's where it's going. So they are basically a transnational group who take children and they condition them to survive in this new, harsher world. So in a world where there's less resources, a world where, like, there's obviously less food, more poverty and everything else. They believe that the way to survive in that is with strong psychological and physical conditioning. To make them cruel and savage because they believe that's how you survive in this world. It's like civilization's failed, liberalism's failed, all these things have failed. Go back to the old ways. It's being fucking strong. So they so basically they, they, they use constant um, psychological abuse, uh, essentially, to try and formulate these kids into into what they believe would be the, the right kind of thing. So he leads them, so they 
through various different things in Act 2 where you try and collate what's happening a little bit. You kind of, you see the definite scale of disorganisation. And maybe you also, I'm not sure at this point or maybe later on, you hint that there are other similar kind of cultish kind of groups in the world now as like authorities are failing, as like, right. as civilization starting to sort of rot, um, there's more and more of these kind of weird factions yeah. um, based upon really hyper-extreme ideas. So, and, and you're, the idea of these people become clear in a moment. So they basically, they managed to find the sort of like the main stronghold, like a large sort of, in my mind, sort of not quite as ramshack as a Mad Maxi sort of thing, but definitely like a large brutalist sort of concrete structure but with like a lot of like adornments and nice. like strange sort of stuff a lot of red flags hanging that kind of shit yeah basically so the main sort of group the, the group in question called themselves the um, heralds of sparta and they believe that um that the spartan ways the ways forward this kind of like conditioning of children this harshness this beating children until they're stronger and harsher, uh, weakness taking them that. from their parents kept taken from their yeah. parents and they basically believe that's the way that way forward is with strong men who are cruel. That's, that's their doctrine. Right. The people who, who are in charge of this, basically a group of kind of like elderly, like sort of like 50 plus pot-bellied old men, essentially, in full Spartan garb. So they look ridiculous. But they're Russian, or no? Oh no, these are like transnational. They're just based in Russia. Russia's maybe... I think maybe you could hint that Russia's I mean, maybe allowed them do, to be there. Well, okay. So they're, yeah, they're based in Russia, but they're, all, they're multicultural, Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, this is a hazy story, <laughs> so there's, there's not sketched in too much. Maybe you could have like a, a scene where you establish the sort of the leaders of the court are quite powerful with an awful lot of influence and also I say an awful lot of, they've given a lot of leeway by the, the crumbling governments of the world, particularly the Russian government and everything else. It's kind of like this kind of like pot-bellied sort of elderly men, but in the kind of like the 300-esque sort of garb. Not realising the, the inherent ridiculousness yeah. of themselves, so they've got like cloaks on and yeah. fucking helmets. Like, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna make sure the world survives through this. So, and now at this point in the story, at this point in in this group's history, there's now a growing number of like female members who have chosen to be there. So now they're beginning to actually make children. So actually, yeah. there's women who are happy to be breeders essentially for this group. Um, so there's so there's less kid kidnappings now, but a lot of like the older, stronger members are kidnapped children who've been completely conditioned and broken in essentially. Mm. Um, so the kidnappings are no longer a necessary part of how they work, but it has been that's how they were established. So so the so the family basically. Um, I don't know how much you want to sort of violence this up because in my mind this is a very violent story. Mm. So you want to sprinkle as much sort of bloody splatter as you can in this. <laughs> in my in my head this is kind of like a hobo with a shotgun Mandy sort of style. Right. Slightly surrealish sort of like heavy metal soundtrack sort of stuff. So the family find out where the, where the enclave is and they go to infiltrate and attack it. Now um, much, much of the members as I said there's like there's, there's different kinds of group people in this heralds of Sparta. Some are like the big, I said, the, 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 the broken in children who are massive hawking kind of yeah. strong men. And it is kind of like weaker incel-esque sort of. Imagine like the incels uh, yeah. now, but they've grown to like middle age. And so they infiltrate the group. There's a fair bit of violence, a fair bit of fighting. They make their way through the thing. Because at this point, the mum's quite tasty with weaponry and shit. And yeah, and do stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, so when we say infiltrate, do you mean subterfuge or do you mean like they just go in and they're like yeah we're fucking here I don't know okay. <laughs> this is very much okay. the hazy bits of the story so they basically infiltrate um, I, I mean I may be infiltrate but it gets it gets away from them 
they go in stealthily and maybe yeah. and maybe they they manage to get past the outer guards who are like the big just the big strong young men and they get to like the inner bits where like there's more the older ones yeah the, so they're, the they're, they're, they're trying to reach the center rather than becoming i suppose what i was what i was yeah. driving at in my slightly uh questionable state yeah <laughs> was uh, whether they were spending time trying to infiltrate themselves into the group yeah, you know, like pretending they're you, all like down with this Sparta shit, yeah, or whether they're just on a mission to get into this group's that. headquarters or whatever. I think the only one who would pass in that situation would be the daughter because she's a relatively young woman, probably being like a mid thirties, but still. But I mean, keep in mind that's the logic of the group. Yeah, whereas like the, whereas like the dad with his prosthetic couldn't because he'd be deemed really weak, got, yeah, yeah, and okay, he'd be, yeah, he'd be yeah. cast out if, yeah. by their own logic. So they basically manage to find a way to sort of the centre of it by various different means. And then they find the sun. And he's this huge, just completely savage. Or not quite minus, but he's brutal. Right. And they find him and he's sort of like the, 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 in charge of this particular sort of stronghold. Ah. And he's also got like a grafted on sort of metal helmet. Okay, sort of like embedded into his skin sort of thing. He's That's given cool. himself fully over to it. And the helmet... Like is, body modification. Exactly, but like, yeah extreme yeah and, and it's completely this cool, is part horrible. of him yeah. and it's sort of and it's based it's like a, a distortion of the toy he had as a child of the triceratops toy <sighs> so it's like a huge metal embedded thing into his face mm. basically they meet the son to save him and then they find out he's beyond any redemption he is basically an absolute fucking brute yeah. he's, 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 he's horrendous so they basically confront him he then basically tells everybody else to step back um, he doesn't really show any interest in their, his family or anything else he just sees them as interlopers and as weak. And maybe he mocks them for their own reasons that they're, they're weak. The mum's too old and she's a woman. The, the dad's in, in, infirm by their um, by their logic, everything else. So he basically goes to fight them. The ensuing fight is he, he kills the father because the father, um, he goes to, the, the son goes to kill the daughter because he's the youngest of the group and arguably the most sort of lethal in their eyes because she's young and everything else. Right. And the dad takes a blow meant for her. The shifty stranger also gets killed in the fight at some point, and then the mum and the daughter basically take the son down. Oh, nice. Right together, just fucking slash him down and just yeah. fucking butcher him. Basically, as the son dies, the mum holds him, but there's no recognition in his eyes or anything that that he is in his arms of his mum. He's too far gone. He's completely broken. Um, and the sort of the, the ending sort of part of the movie is basically the mum and the daughter basically just fucking killing the rest of uh, the rest of the older men who are in charge. Uh, this oh, okay, yeah, just fucking killing the fuck out of them maybe you get like the indoctrinated larger sort of younger men step back because without the heads they don't really know what to do because mm. keep in mind they've been broken by these men for fucking like, yeah like years. psychological conditioning yeah that and, now then, been... and they've seen two women one of them in the like, mid-60s and the other one's so like this woman just fucking taking down a leader and taking down all of the older men as well and the movie sort of ends with them basically vowing to track down all of the heralds of sparta and to try and take them all down and anybody like them for the good cool. of, for the good of the world. Nice. It's a weird idea. It's dream logic, and I thought if you were ever going to make it, it would have to be that sort of slightly psychedelic. In my mind, it's a lot of greys, lot of, like the lot of tones would be like very grey, brutalist sort of stuff, quite sort of grim. Um, the world's not great at this point, but then you got like the red of the cloak, and you got the red of the blood. Yeah. And there's a lot of blood. This is what I imagine. Quite a sticky sort of movie. The violence is really. Slick and messy and stuff. So that's it. That's Triceratops. Dude, I like it. It's I a think. strange one. My wife said, Are "You sure? Are you sure about this one?" <laughs> and I'm not. 
it's you've got loads of room to manoeuvre in it. Yeah, I think if you were to try and write that out as a, as a full yeah. concept, a full you know, or a full script, there's loads of different things you could do with yeah. it, whilst still staying true to that pitch. You know, yeah. I think it's a cool idea. I like you know that kind of speculative fiction horror yeah. approach. It would it, definitely be a kind of like a kind of like hyper realistic film because you do yeah you it wouldn't be grounded as such. Hmm. I, mean, I, I think, think make make it twenty years as well. I would want to like take away some of like the safety blocks so they can't call into polling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're that yeah. there's not there's enough no left safety now. net for them. It's either them or nobody. Yeah, yeah. I think it, that's... it has kind of gone bad. Also, my main thing of it was because recently um, I watched Three Hundred, and the thing that struck me with Three Hundred is because they tried they tried really fucking hard in that film to make it like Sparta's like America. Sparta's a good guy. I think at one point they go, oh, Sparta's fighting against tyranny. It's fighting, yeah. it's fighting um, for democracy. The person who says that is a king. Yeah. He's a king who also at one point in the movie says, the real power of Sparta is the priests. So he's a king operating in a theocracy who, who still says we're fighting for democracy, which is fucking mental. Because the film does seem to be doing quite a lot. And I think in the cultural psyche these days is that, Tickets to like 300 or that kind of stuff. You kind of go, oh yeah, they've, they've got it right there. But it, it's fucking crazy what they did. They're like, oh, if a kid doesn't kill a wolf, he's done. Yeah. This is fucking stupid. And I kind of thought, you see echoes of that kind of mindset in some of like the more, the men's rights stuff, the incels, that kind of like, yeah. oh, I wish we could go back to that it used to be. It's like, it was stupid. I must admit, it's not, <laughs> I don't think it's my best idea. The only reason that I even read it out was because of the Heralds of Sparta element of the story. Right. I think that's the one part three that does work. I thought the dishevelled stranger hmm. was going to turn out to be the son who'd lured them there yeah. for, you know, because yeah, he was totally cool. brainwashed or yeah. whatever. I think, but, I but, think you would recognise your kid. Even if he was... 20 years later? Well, how, well, yeah. I don't think it's a better idea. I prefer the way you took it because I didn't second guess that. No. So, it, you know... The, 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 bit, the only bits that I had formed from the dream <laughs> is the opening and meeting the sun later with the grafted metal helmet. Not necessarily a horror pitch. <laughs> what would you call it? What about a title? Um, I think try Triceratops. Oh, yeah, you did Cause say. Just because the helmet thing. I tried to think of another... I thought if you called it Sons, um, Heralds of Sparta, Sons of Sparta, it gives away the, the, the yeah. reveal... Because I didn't, I didn't want it to be clear that it was an organisation until end of Act 1. So you just think a whole thing's happened at the start, just random violence, where's it going to go? Uh, I wanted to try and hold back the reveal that it's an organisation had been operating with impunity um, mm. for as long as you could, really. That's, that's my idea. Nice. Feedback, input, or any suggestions um, for John's story this week, or any other of the stories? It needs some suggestions. Do write, do write in to let's make a horror movie at gmail.com or tweet us yeah. at Lamam Pod, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we'll read it out and discuss it yeah. in uh, Act One of next week's podcast. Well, thanks so, very much for your story. Thank you very much um, for listening to Great it. pitch. Yeah. See you next fortnight, everybody. Come and see us on social. Talk shit. Yeah. That's what we do now. <laughs> a punchy way of ending any <laughs> podcast, that. Well, let's make a horror movie. <laughs>